Hi. So today on the show, we have uh, someone that I've actually known for uh, over 15 years now. Um, someone I met on the cricket field as a, as a 15-year-old <laughs> trying to make his mark in Canadian under-19 circles. Uh, and he's gone on to do much bigger and better things than, than that uh, and, and has carved out a career in cricket. Um, and I'm super excited to welcome Nikhil, who, uh, Nikhil Dutta, uh, you know, uh, on the show. Uh, just to give people an idea of what Nikhil's done in his cricketing career. So as I mentioned, he's represented Canada at the Canadian under-15s, under-19s, and the senior men's level. Um, he's gone on to play in the big leagues, in the Caribbean Premier League uh, for St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, he's played Toronto National uh, for the Toronto Nationals in the Global T20 Tournament that happens in, in Toronto, and the Barissa Bulls in the Bangladesh Premier League. Uh, he is currently actually in Houston, you know, uh, you know, part of the minor league circuit that's happening in, in the U.S. Um, and yeah, super excited to have Nikhil on board. Obviously, we've known each other for a while, but I think his story is, is, is unique. But at the same time, it's something that a lot of cricketers and aspiring professional cricketers can learn from. Um, so thought it would be a great person to talk to. Let's, let's get started right into it. Um, you know, uh, we, we're going to ask this question to uh, most of our guests, but what got you started in cricket? Uh, so what got me started, so I started, uh, so my dad, uh, he used to play in India. So when I came here, um, I had a knack in cricket. And uh, he, we would be playing in the hallways when I was young, like eight, nine. And then he thought it'd be a good idea to enroll me into an academy. So I joined Ontario Cricket Academy. It was really good. So Derek was a coach. So um, I fit in really well. I liked his coaching style, which was very good. He was very good with the youngsters. And then just from there, kept aspiring the game and kept going forward and then um, kept trying to achieve new heights, try to play for Canada under 15s, then just go up the ranks. Um, and then, yeah, from there on, wanted to make a career out of cricket. And it's, it's, it's been pretty good so far, and hopefully it keeps getting better. Yeah, so for those that may not know Derek that uh, who uh, Nikhil referred to that's Derek Pereira he runs Ontario Cricket Academy he was actually my Canada under 19 uh, coach he's a legend in the the yeah. Toronto circles as a coach uh, he's built out an uh, awesome awesome organization um, yeah so he you know um, yeah just to give some background on on uh, who that reference was um, yeah I guess moving on uh, how has cricket impacted your life? Uh, it's impacted in a big way. Um, honestly, you start off playing it. Obviously, you're always having fun. You're always looking to have fun. That's the reason we play the sport. Um, that's something I try to keep in mind, even in like pressure situations, is that uh, the reason I started playing cricket was because I enjoyed it, and I enjoy being out there, and those pressure moments come within part of the game. Um, for me, um, obviously, balancing school and cricket was uh, always a big thing and that it became to work in cricket because we all usually work and play cricket but then um, it was a good way just to um, get it both uh, it kept me occupied it kept me fit it kept me uh, disciplined it helped me in my work life like it, it like it really like people don't understand how how much discipline and everything you need when it comes to working and playing cricket so it helped me in both aspects of my careers and then for now, still, I'm doing the same. I'm both working and playing cricket, so it's helping in both ways. And I'm, I'm hoping to grow in both careers and continue uh, 
just achieving new heights. Yeah, so that's interesting, right? So, uh, you know, when we, when you mention professional cricketers and then you having an, a job outside of cricket as well, uh, that's something unique when you're in a pro sports environment where, uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Why is that the case in, you know, North America as a, as a cricketer? Um, how does that work? I, um, I, I think it's just um, because we're in associate cricket. Um, obviously, it's very good that we are playing um, professional cricket um, over and over again. It, we do get paid per tournament or even like we, and then we train. So it's not really a full income when it comes to, um, especially if you have a family or if you're looking to, especially the way the world is growing now. So it's kind of a way that you do need to be working and having the multiple incomes, which actually is 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 good discipline when it comes to just leading your life. Like I have to be organized during my day because I usually have practice in the evening and I do work nine to five. So that way, and um, to be honest, being in Canadian cricket, most of the people are working and playing cricket. So most of the people are finding their way. A lot of them have their own businesses, which are doing really well. Some people do have nine to five jobs, but um, people are making it, work around and hopefully um, with funding and everything, we can soon get like full-time contracts and be full-time cricketers. I think that helped yeah. uh, overall all of us cricketers going forward. Are you able to work remote? So when you travel like this for uh, for cricket, do you kind of just work from wherever Correct. You so yeah, before it was a mission, before COVID actually. So it'd be having to switch yeah, right. jobs. Like you're, you're trying to get time off here and there because you usually need three weeks to a month off. But uh, yeah. starting COVID and the new job that I do have, I do work remotely. So that has nice. eased the pressure. Like everywhere I travel, I do take my work with me. And that's really helped going forward. And then it's keep yeah. the, and I, I do enjoy this job as well a, a lot. So um, being, being remote has really helped uh, with my cricketing career. Nice. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, unique challenge to cricketers in, as you mentioned, associate nations are countries that aren't full members of the International Cricket Council. So, uh, you know, countries like well, Ireland, maybe now, but Scotland, Namibia, Canada, US, uh, who are still fighting to become a full member nations, where then the ICC provides you with enough funding to, you know, play cricket as a as a as a main Correct. sport. Um, throughout. So, exactly. yeah, just some color for the listeners. Um, I guess uh, moving moving forward, uh, you know, were you always uh, an active athlete growing up? Uh, did you play any other sports other than cricket, or was cricket the primary? Um, not really. Cricket was primary. <laughs> like I always enjoyed. Uh, honestly, my days, I think you would know, Anisha, it would be like school, and then I'd practice every day in the evening, either with my dad or Ontario Cricket Academy was good. There were many kids there, so I was able to go, and the center was very close to my house. So it was like a few minutes drive at that time. So it was very good for me. Um, so, and to be honest, that routine's like, it stuck with me. Like now I'm what, 27, 28. And I still do the same thing. Like after work, I go for training. We usually have Canada practice. So it's keep me very disciplined in that way. So um, I, I do really enjoy that. And then um, oh, I, I just picked up, uh, I just picked up golf uh, and I picked it up during COVID and that keeps me oh, occupied. Yeah. It's like a stress reliever. And I've got so into it that I actually wish I brought took it up earlier and became like 
wish I was a professional yeah. golfer. That's how addicted I am to the game. <laughs> like, um, I've even golf is great, but it's also stressful in its own. It way. is. It is. It is a very like it's, it's the toughest sport actually to ever play. I, I believe that. And then um, yeah. I guess being uh, during COVID uh, because there were no like competition and golf was the only thing, so every cricketer basically picked it up just to get that competitive wow. edge, like. And then we would all compete against each other. We would take it so seriously. And now, even though like COVID's almost on its way out, we still continue doing the weekdays. We still challenge each other. So it's a good way to get around everybody. And it's a good way, especially through work. A lot of my coworkers play golf just for business-wise and just to gain experience. So it really helps me in that aspect as well. But um, apart from that, nice. yeah, cricket and golf is my main thing. Nice. So it sounds like, like your dad was kind of your first coach in a way. Yes, yes, uh, for sure. Yes, yeah. so he would come with me to all the games. He would come with me to all practices. Um, in a way, he knew my game the best. And he knew oh, yeah. how to basically get me going. He knew, like, like I've always tried to be different in my cricket. And he always supported that. Um, that's one thing maybe a few coaches yeah. in Canada, they're very strict. They're very to the point, And I, I don't think that uh, would be the way to go. It is definitely very uh, important. Like a very prescribed, prescribed method. Correct, of the game. correct. And um, yeah. all of us being different and all of us having our own attributes, it's good to get those attributes and use the full effect of it. You see, like, in international cricket now, you never think, like, Rashid Khan is a bowler now, like, how successful he is, how quick he bowls. Like, before that, like, spin wasn't like that. And he's basically changed the game. Yeah. Narayan's changed the game, like, bowling both ways. So I think being different is very important. He always encouraged me to be different. And now I think coaches are also very uh, much into it, knowing that um, these type of cricketers do help your team and do make your team great. I, yeah, I, I think that answers my question I was going to ask, which is, for you, what do you think makes someone like a really great coach? I, I think somebody who is adaptable to the player. I think, I think that's very yeah. important. You have to... Um, it's just knowing what the player is good at. And I think it's about inputting like little bits of tips here just to improve their game here and there. You don't want to be making right. massive changes. You don't want to be changing their own uh, style uh, just to copy somebody else who's maybe an international. It's about using their strengths. And then whatever weakness they have is about just addressing it and finding the best way or giving them options. I think it's very important. It's not just one cut rule like you do this, you'll be good. It doesn't work like that in anything in life. So I think it's just giving them yeah. options. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, I know that from like Muay Thai kickboxing experience. They talk about the fighting when you feel your worst is almost the most important to learn. To correct, well. correct. Because you, you'll have days like that. And you've got to play okay. At exactly, exactly. And the, and it happens in cricket as well. Like you're some days are not timing yeah. the wall well. You're not, and those are the toughest days. And those are the team that requires you. And that's how you get out of the situation and end up making your team win. I think um, those things are very important when it comes to any sport. Yeah. So obviously your dad was a big coaching influence, but uh, other than that, like who has been your kind of biggest, biggest coaching influences? Uh, so honestly, there've been <laughs> cricket, like especially in Canada, there's been many coaches. Uh, there's been tons okay, of like, yeah. honestly, like it comes to like Derek, the current national coach. He is very good. Pubudu. He's a, uh, yeah. both of them are, um, also, there was Ingleton Library. If you see, like all all of these coaches, like they're very they were very adaptable to the player. They were never forcing the nice. player. They'd make sure that they get uh, what they want out of the player and get the best out of you. 
which is I think that's the main thing of coaching. Right? You want to get the best out of your players. You don't want to restrict them. You don't want to like put them in a shell. You want to make them grow yeah. and help them enjoy the game. And I think that's the way you make the best team possible. Like if everybody's playing at their full potential, you're bound to do well. Nice. Um, I was wondering, do you so do you have uh, like a tidbit or a bit of advice you've gotten from a coach that kind of stuck with you? Uh, like, uh, I actually like a few, like even during GT20, we had like Phil Simmons, even in these leagues. Um, yeah. I think it was just the main thing, like, um, whatever you're trying to do in the game, we're coming from associate countries. It's to find the best way possible to perform at the big stage. And the, honestly, if you have something special in you, just go with it. Yeah. I don't think you should restrict yourself. Like if you have something special, it's... Sometimes being different, you like it's it's tough, right? You want to do what everyone's doing. You want to be like it, it. Sometimes doesn't work out in games. Like say, for example, a bowler who's different. Like your line and length's not gonna be the greatest, so you may go for runs like right. a leg spinner, for example. But I think at that point, it's good to have like the coaches backing. Honestly, those times like the coaches always had the backing for me. They always said that no matter what happens in the game, we will support you. And I think that's the confidence that I got during those games, and it it, it helped me. And I feel like, yeah. So was was that the secret to making Kevin Peterson your buddy? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so that 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 was um, that honestly that was it, it was an amazing feeling. Um, it was a lot of lot to do honestly with the captain Marlon Samuels. He actually helped me with it, cause um, and that's like where it shows. Like I was I was bowling to the righties. I usually bowl the ball away. And I think he was getting a hang of it because people don't actually know that the previous ball, he actually smashed it over cover for four. And then uh, Samuel said, give him Ospin. And, you know, in TND, like, you don't give a right-hander, like, incoming. And I'm like, I I didn't want to give it. And he's like, just give it. And it kind (laughs) of helped me got the wicket because even if you look at the replay, like, he was playing for the outgoing ball and it actually turned in. So technically, if he had not told me, I can guarantee myself I would have given it away again. It might have been the same result again. But that's where, like, the coaches and captains backing, it helps so much. Like, he had so much faith. He's like, just give it. Whatever happens, happens. And um, that's actually a very good example of how that weekend had turned out. So so that was Samuel's pro tip. Correct. You, exactly. Huh? So, <laughs> it a, Drum exactly. roll. It's <laughs> so a good segue. But, yeah, that, that, that wicked is his, to be honest. If- for for those that don't know, maybe we'll put a link in the in in the description of Nikhil's wicket against Kevin Peterson, who at the time uh, was one of the best batters in the world. He might have even been ranked in the top mm-hmm. five, if not uh, up there in Test cricket in T twenties, uh, and he was just smashing everyone. And and uh, to see Nikhil just come in, I think you you were pretty young too, right? Like yeah, like, I think uh, I was like twenty one. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. to come in and just to, and and from from Canada of exactly, all places yeah. to come and knock this guy over, it was you know as a Canadian <laughs> I was pretty proud. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Chris. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, that's great. This is great. Um, so that's awesome. I, I think that really explains kind of what we were asked about, like you know what makes a successful coach. Um, so on the other side, what do you think makes kind of a successful student? I think same thing as a student. You have to be um, is you have to take all the advice needed and then see what works yeah. for you. Um, in general coaching, you'll have many people telling you many things and that happens especially when you're struggling. You're going to have 20 people right. coming to you yeah. saying that this is not working. I think at that time, it's very good to have a sound basics 
once you have like the basics well set, you can always come back from a rough patch, which we all will have multiple times in our careers. And I think as yeah. a student, it's just being adaptable, listening to everyone's advice, but using what's best for them. Um, it's right. not good to, like a lot of kids will say, I'm confused, like I don't know what to do. I think at that point, it's on, it's somebody to guide them, which it could be a coach, could be a parent, could be a captain as well. Um, and just showing belief in them. And then as a student, just knowing that what works for you and what little things that, because everybody has a good point here and there. So it's about using all those uh, theories and all those techniques and using it to your game and seeing what works. If it doesn't work, it's, there's no harm in trying as a student. That's my thing. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, switching gears. I was going to say, just to that point, I feel like that's a very, because you mentioned golf earlier, it's a bit like a golf, right? You you have your golf swing, and then everybody will tell you a different way that you should Correct. swing. <laughs> no, it's exactly like that. I, I honestly went for coaching as well with my brother-in-law. So, like, got a full swing change, and then, like, after a week, couldn't keep up with it, and then went on YouTube. Yeah. And then, like, I guess you find your own way. What I used a few tips from YouTube, a few tips from what he had, and then uh, it's still not great. <laughs> So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully maybe I, I need I need a few more coaches and advices in golf for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah you're saying Anish? No, I was just going to say, you know, I guess if we're switching into uh, the conversation, um, the, you know, coaching obviously is super important. Having the right coaches is important that, you know, uh, pre uh, game day training and, uh, thinking and everything that goes along, that's that's key. But then you arrive on game day and ultimately, even in a team sport, you're out there right. by yourself, right? Like it, it, you still have to do your job. Um, so with that, I kind of wanted to ask you some questions around, you know, the day of the competition and like what your mindset is and, and things along those lines. So uh, yeah, like how do you prepare, you know, for, for a game? Um, I guess you could talk a bit about before the yeah. game day, but then on the day of the game as well. Uh, I, I think it's different for everyone. Uh, for me, um, I, I like to get reps in. Like, I like to bowl many balls before the game. Uh, it, it just gets my confidence level going. And then um, I, I've seen bowlers and, well, like, they don't bowl at all. They're usually good. They go to the game. I've seen batters as well. For me, it's about getting my reps in. I, I think I get more confidence knowing that my rhythm is in set and then while well before the game is going. And then also gets myself warmed up as well. Um, and it's just a basic routine that I have. So it's basically like all my variations. I want to bowl them all in the nets, obviously prior to the game. And then usually before the game happens, usually I like to bowl all of them to the keeper beside the wicket. So it's about just and then just feeling comfortable with everything that I'm doing. Um, that way, and then I think it's all about also like um, just putting yourself under pressure in practice. I think that's very important. Um, it's very I know tough to replicate what's in a game situation like the batters, but I think in in right. a way like just putting yourself like setting high standards for yourself, whether it's bowling, batting, or whatever you're doing, and then um, that way it makes the competition a little bit easier. And then. Um, like they say, the the competitions, that's where the most learning happens. So even if it's like, um, even if I have a bad game, which we all, I think we all have more bad games than good games in, in any sport, it's about going back, reflecting, and it actually is more satisfying. Like you will be in that situation again, you will come out successful, and it's just like you know yourself that you learned from the previous situation, and that's how you came up. And it's about self-learning. You basically taught yourself how to, get past that situation and that happens in every cricketer's life i feel 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned you like to get your reps in. How do you know when you're not getting enough training versus you're overtraining, right? Like, so you don't want to get so many reps Correct. in that on game day, your shoulders sore or like, you know, your back is stiff, so you can't back Correct. or whatever it might be. Maybe, maybe you're too young for that. But <laughs> as you get older, yeah, I, if, if, if I bat too long in the nets, my back goes, right? So um, I think what when I say reps, it's like as long as like my reps, it could be like after five balls, I feel good. Or like after five or it could be like some days I need an hour. Like it, it, it's it's mm. a it's it's like differential. Like it depends how I'm feeling on the day. Depends how I'm feeling, like weather could be an issue, wind could be something that I want to get adjusted to. Uh, some days, like you're just feeling good. Like some days, like sometimes I, if I have a good game, that confidence, like I just need to bowl four or five balls. If I land it, that confidence already taken. Sometimes the previous game you struggled and now you kind of want to get more reps in to get your confidence going. I think that's more, it's more variable to, um, I think that scenario and just, I, honestly, it's like a mental state as well. It's like the more mentally sound I am going to the game, that's how uh, that's right. how many reps I'll do. And, and there's so many good points that you touched on there, right? You mentioned rhythm. You meant, mentioned the the confidence leading into the game. And I think, you know, part of it is the amount of practices and games you've played that obviously helps you know what your personal rhythm and mental state for peak performance Correct. is. And... And it's it's different for every person, right? As you mentioned, where some people, you know, uh, might cool. not want to touch the bat before they go out to bat uh, on the day of the game, cool. but they'll do all their training exactly. before. So every person has to kind of find out what works for them, and and you know what, and, and that kind of comes through trial yes. and error, right? Was that the case for you, or did you kind of have a coach who had told you this is kind of the the routine you want to follow? Uh, before the I game. think it's more trial and error like um, I think it, it takes like honestly years you'll change it here and there going forward but I think it's all trial and error like you like in the before like it depends like competition you're playing you start off with King City where sometimes like you don't warm up as a team and then you go to the Canadian setup where you are warming up you are everybody is bowling right. ball so I think it comes with that and then it's finding what works best for you I think um, I think this is what I found is best Honestly, I tweak it still nowadays. Like if if like I feel like this thing has worked, and I see somebody doing it, I'm like, you know what? I can incorporate it in my like pregame routine. I, I I do it. Like if there's no harm in trying something, or if I feel like okay, I'm like overdoing it now. I'm getting older. I'm getting more tired. Like doing so many reps, <laughs> maybe. So then you can cut it down. But um, it's about tweaking it, finding the best way, and then I think um, I think that it's just like a confidence. Like once you feel good before the game it's just like you're ready to go cool um do you do you do you still get nervous before a game or or do you have any butterflies or anything along those lines uh always always so every okay. game it doesn't matter what competition <laughs> it's like before tnd game king city even like before i play like these brampton league i've started playing i thought i wouldn't be nervous i get the same amount of nerves like it Especially like maybe before the first ball, always same thing. Like same amount of nerves I get everywhere. So and are you able to kind of identify what those nerves are? Are they, you know, for some it's like you know fear of failure. For others, it's like just wanting to get out there and get things started and kind of amped up because of that. Or what? What are your thoughts when you when you're feeling? 
like nervous if have you that's actually uh, a good point had a chance to kind of think yeah that's that? actually a good point like i i think my thing is um i wanna like so i'm usually not i wanna be in the game and because i'm a spinner mm. i get in the game quite late and because i bat middle mm-hmm. to late i get into the game quite late so i think that nerves is just because once i get my first over or once i play my first couple of balls i'm pretty much okay you're in the motion of the game you get a feel for the game you get a feel for like the atmosphere and everything I think that's a big thing. Um, fear of failure, I think when I was younger, that was always a big thing. And then I think as per experience, that's also a very good coaching tip. Like every kid has it, like we all. And it's just about overcoming it, knowing that um, how to handle it. Um, and then just like trying to get the best out of yourself and trying to be positive and going into every game like as it's yeah. new. But yeah, as a young, oh, I think every youngster, even when I was young, the fear of failure always comes into play. I heard this great quote about um, like that sense of like fear before a competition. Um, someone was telling me like you can almost think about it like it's actually just excitement, but yes. like kind of shifted, you know. That, that, so if you can, that's a very like, good point. It's re- like um, yeah, like it's like you're setting like you want to do well for yourself. Like you've put the training in, yeah. so it's not always like. <laughs> failure it's like you set a standard you want to live up to it you're trying your best so i think being nervous is a good thing like it shows that you care about the game it shows that you want to do well it shows that you're prepared i think if you haven't prepared you don't really have like the fear of failure because you like in the back of your head you know you haven't prepared well like but uh, like you especially when you put like a good standard for yourself you set the bar high i think the fear of failure is always a good thing to have or like a fear of like that anxiety to get into the game or be a part of the game. I think that's yeah. that's a good thing of, to embrace as well. Yeah, it's almost like you want to do well, so you're thinking about uh, all the things that you need to correct to correct. do, right? So I, I guess I was asking, going to ask you like if you had any uh, routines or like whether it's listening to music or whether it's just taking a walk or whatever. What is it that you? typically like to do when you're kind of feeling that way uh or is it just what you mentioned with the getting your reps in getting a few hits i think i think um like on the bus like that's when the anxiety comes so that's when like music comes into play like you'll see all the players listening to music i think it's to get your mind off the game a bit and then once you're at the game i think it's uh it's just about getting my reps and i think that's how i I get uh, comfortable with the game and then i get my confidence up and then that's how i get myself going in the game and then once you're at the game, it's just about like once you're a part of the game. I think I think that's like once you're a part of the game and once you're playing for the team. I think those like nerves start to go away, and then you start focusing on the bigger picture. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I know you mentioned that um, you touched on this point earlier as well, which was that um, in cricket and in other sports, you have more bad days than good days, right? And it's kind of how you bounce back from them Correct. and what you learn from them that ultimately matters can you are you able to share you know uh your worst performance that you felt on on the field and what your you know mental state was after and how you overcame it i have my own stories obviously but like yeah i want to hear yours uh Uh, yeah for sure like um uh, i think my my debut for canada it was a trial tour to trinidad um at that point, like, honestly, we had a camp before. Uh, I was doing really well. I was bowling really well. Like, my confidence was high. It was a T20 game. It was under lights. And I remember my first over, the guy hit me for, like, I think 18. 
which at that point, like, I never even, like, I would never even get hit for that many runs in one over. Now, I think it's, like, unusual. You're going to have a day like this. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point, and then, oh, I remember after the game, I was, like, in tears. Like, like I couldn't believe I'm, like, my first game for Canada. This is how it ended up. Um, I was looking right. forward to it. Um, the coaches and everybody. At that time, Chima was a captain. Uh, he was backing me fully. Oh, I remember I was in like tears in the hotel room. And the next game was like two days away. And then same thing, like I only bowled it over. I gave like, I think 10 runs. I didn't bowl after that. So it was just like a struggle. And then um, honestly, like my hopes were gone. We ended up playing a 50 over game at the end, which I wasn't supposed to play. And then I think somebody like pulled out out of like after batting someone's like, I'm not going to field. And because it was a practice tour, they said, okay, go ahead, you can bowl. And I ended up picking up three wickets in that game. And then it just shows, like, it's just like a twist. And then, like, your confidence comes back. You feel like, and I think that's, it's just a struggle because you're put into a big stage. You want to do well. You want to showcase your skills to the big players. And, like, if your first game goes like that, I think it was just, like, a natural feeling. Like, I felt like I wasn't ready at that point. And then um, I remember after the last game when I came back to Toronto, I knew I was... I could compete there, but I knew what I had to work on to be consistent and be fully a part of it. And at that point, the coach and captain really like backed me, went on the next tour, and then it, it kept getting better and better from there. But I think um, definitely somebody backing you at that point and just um, I think the main thing is coming back and knowing what went wrong is very important and trying to correct yeah. that because it's a big jump from club cricket to international. You, you met... Yeah, I mean that that's so key of having that backing from your captain and your coaches, right, and your, your teammates as yeah. well, right? Um, that you know they they believe in you, they trust in you. Um, wh- what have you learned over your career about um, not you know riding the waves, as it were? Like when you have really great days, you know, getting too high, Correct. or really bad days and getting too low. Wh- what what helps you cope with that? Um, uh, I think it was it, it used to happen to me. And it was a like a I, I I addressed it like and it used to set me back like I used to get on a very big high at a good spell made runs, I'd think like I'm on top and then I had a bad day and you think you're the worst player you don't deserve to be here, I think at that point right. just being even, on however the performance went knowing that it's a game knowing that next day is a new day, I think that's helped me a lot and then especially you see these international bowlers or batters like how they go through the process. Like, they know how to ride the wave perfectly. You even see basketball, like, staying, like, I remember Kawhi and Larry were always saying, oh, we want to be even keel, even though they're up in the series. I think those things, like, you hear them, and then you try to address it in your own game. So that's one thing I put in, like, the last few years. I made sure that no matter how my performance is, I want to be even. I had a yeah. I had a good captain tell me, actually, recently in the minor league. There is, like... A, when you meet Hashim Amla, you when you shake his hand, you can't tell if he made double hundred or zero, and that's a personality <laughs> he kept. And I think uh, that stuck with me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's very tough to achieve that because obviously the excitement when you make a lot of runs or get a lot of wickets, it's very tough to like not show that, and it's very tough not to be sad. But I think if somebody can try to be like that, that'd be very good. And that just keeps you calm and keeps you ready for the ongoing games. So it sounds like uh, kind of managing your 
emotional highs and lows Correct. is really helpful in kind of focus. Exactly. I think even as a team, it's very important, especially in tournaments. Like you can start off very well, yeah. you get on a high, you suddenly think everything, and then you get one loss, and you suddenly like right. lose ship. You suddenly, and the tournament's still going on, and you've kind of like lost it. So I think as a team, it's yeah. very important as well. I imagine too, everybody like feeds off of each other. Correct. So, you know, exactly. So like, uh, feeling terrible is bringing everybody. Exactly. Down. Exactly. Yeah. And nowadays, yeah. like the tournaments are long. So like, um, especially if you get down or if you get high too early, it can impact your tournament as a team. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. That kind of makes me think of a, another question we're going to ask you about is, um, like if, what's a really common mistake you see like young or aspiring, aspiring cricketers making? Uh, I wouldn't say like any mistakes. I think um, just trying to maybe expand their game. I think that's very important. Um, I've seen yeah. a lot of people who have like very good skill at a young age. Like they do something different. And then while they get older, they kind of start copying people and they start to become a little bit basic. I think it's about embracing the difference, the like the different quality and the skill that they have and trying to like, yeah. for example, like Bumrah, like who would have thought like that action could everybody would say like oh you get back pain and everything but like the speed he generates with it the run-up he has like it's like a short run-up i think those like as a kid you'll see a lot of kids having different actions different bowling styles i think it's about keeping those and just making tweaks here and there to help like improve but i think sometimes like we change their overall game to improve like their line and length which makes them kind of basic at that point so for somebody, somebody coming into the game or a beginner, uh, or for cricket, cricketers trying to like you know move up in the ranks, do you have sort of a, like a, a pro tip? Uh, for folks? I think the pro, I think the main thing, like I tell everyone, is to enjoy. Like make sure you're having fun. Yeah. Make sure you don't lose the joy for the game. Make sure you're always there's always going to be ups and downs. At that time, you got to realize yeah. why you started playing the game. At that point, you weren't thinking about making a career out of it. You weren't thinking about making money off it. You were just thinking of having fun with your friends. I think keeping that always. And I think you always learn when you're having fun. And just keeping that joy in the game. And just being open to learning. I think the more, the quicker you one can learn, I think the quicker they can grow in their game. And the you'll see them reach higher, higher standards in their game much quicker uh, if they're willing to learn. And being open to uh, being coachable. Yeah, awesome. So, okay, we're going to wrap up. We have a, a rapid fire round. So I'm going <laughs> to guess you a couple quick quick questions, easy ones. Yes. So, uh, one, who's your favorite cricketer? Uh, I like Sunil Narayan. Okay. Uh, if you had to give up batting or bowling, which would you choose? If I had to give it up? Give up one, batting oh, or I'd bowling. Oh, I'd give up bowling. I think everybody likes batting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I, don't, I don't think I want to give up batting. <laughs> yeah, and uh, do you have a favorite pregame song? A favorite pregame song? Uh, I I've been to the Caribbean a lot, so all these Caribbean songs, I it really gets me going before the game. So I love listening to it on my headphones. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> nice. Uh, your favorite cricket equipment brand? Uh, favorite brand? I, I think I should go for my sponsor here, UZ. I think I think uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it looked good, but uh, he he's honestly he's grown a lot. So that and and he, yeah. he actually started like just with few Canadians, and now he's gone to like worldwide. I think you'll see it in the World Cup his equipment as well, and it's improving. So I think uh, yeah, I think his equipment has is, is really good. Awesome. Okay, and your favorite drill or exercise? 
Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite drill. <laughs> I, I, I love batting and bowling. That's my. That's, I think everyone okay. knows that about me. Like if if it comes to batting yeah. and bowling or doing going to the gym, I'll pick batting and bowling. And then uh, the least favorite. Uh, least favorite. Uh, I, I don't like doing. I don't like running on the treadmill. I don't like running on yeah, the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thanks, thanks, Nikhil. Uh, that was great. I think there's uh, a lot of uh, awesome information uh, that you know you shared here today. Perfect. Um, and yeah, it was great to have you. Uh, good luck in the uh, in, in your tournament in Houston. Thank you. And hope to see you see you in person yes, soon. Yes, for sure. Uh, on, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully before next summer yeah. uh, on King City before I have to face you again. But yeah. Thank you so much, Anish. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. It was a lot of fun. Thank awesome. You.